Okay, welcome back. Thanks for being here. Uh, today is here in Taiwan, Thursday, November 5 in the morning, the day after. And this is episode 33, <clears throat> uh, going through Nichinanda's Chittakash Gita from Voice of the Self by MP Pandit. We're on page 34 of the PDF. Uh, and uh, talking about um, metaphors uh, or similes uh, for the prana, for pranayama. Where we ended last time was uh, a little passage where Nityananda said, It is impossible to draw up water from the well without the rope. The rope is the breath. To draw the water up the well is to draw up the inner breath uniformly. So this is um, a reference, I think, to pranayama or the yoga practice, pranayama yoga, uh, the yoga practice where the technique involves deliberate um, regulation, control, actually, of the breath uh, regarding inhalation, uh, exhalation, length, uh, visualization, and um, very <clears throat> common in, in the Hindu systems uh, where uh, it's kind of like Kundalini Yoga or Pranayama Yoga and it's Buddhists generally won't be doing that although you have some Chinese <clears throat> and Tibetan schools that do things like that uh, so long as the sense of self can be uh, one can be freed from a sense of control and um, agency, the, the conceptualized sense of selfhood doing all that, uh, if the practice can dissolve that sense while that sense is needed in the practice to now I'm doing this and now I'm doing that, uh, <clears throat> so long as the, that, that sense of um, contracted identity can be dissolved, then yes indeed. Um, this presumably pranayama yoga will um, move the energy um, from root to crown in ways that lead to insight and expanded awareness and then presumably bhakti and final release. So there are going to be a number of different uh, <clears throat> passages or verses where he's talking um, metaphors for the kundalini process. So what I want to do is read from the bottom of 34 uh, the next few pages and then pull back and do commentary. So I think I might read through 37 <clears throat> so you can get a sense of enjoying his um, direct speech and translation uh, without too much commentary. So end of 34, Nichinanda said, to make a plank out of a big tree it has to be sawed up and down. So also the breath. It should be induced in the buddhi, the, the more non-wisdom uh, mind or wisdom awareness, or equality awareness. It should be induced in the buddhi and led upward. It requires great effort to take a stone up the hill, but it's not difficult to come down the same way. Similarly, 
it's difficult to ascend, but not so to descend. It is difficult for prana to leave the cage of the body. To take a thing is not difficult, but to return it is. Those who do not return what is taken are not men, they are animals. They have no fulfillment. And again, that's one of the themes of uh, return what's been given to you. And I'll explain that later. So continuing page 35. Knowledge must be attained in the buddhi. Knowledge here means yana, meaning it's a kind of gnosis or awakening. Knowledge of sat, of truth, of reality or awakening must be attained in the buddhi. So too must the breath be regulated. The mind must merge in the sound. If there is a load on the head, the mind dwells upon it, meaning the mind is uh, stressed by a load on the head. Similarly, the attention of the actor is on the crown, crown chakra. So too, the attention of the yanin, meaning the one who does uh, yana yoga or seeks knowledge or uh, awareness of reality, so too the attention of the yanin is centered on buddhi. Mind below means manas. Manas below, the buddhi is the king. Mind or manas is the minister, minister to the household of the king, buddhi. Similarly for the body, the mind is the king. And so there's the, the relation between body and mind and buddhi, where mind is manas and so for the body, the mind is the king, or manas is the king, but for manas, the buddhi is the king. And so something greater than the discriminative, dis, um, discursive mind that goes from thought to thought and has all sorts of differentiation. Above that is buddhi. Going on, the gas light does not shine in the midday sun. It's useful only in the dark. There is no distinction of caste and so on when one is hungry. Similarly, there is no hunger during sleep. Then there is no mind or manas either. One must ever be in this yogic sleep. Such a one is yani, meaning the realized one. Going on, Nityananda said, bottom of page 35, If there be ten persons, their bhakti, or devotion, is not all the same. When ten people go on the road, if one sits, the rest also sit likewise. Similarly, bhakti begins with one. Seeing it, hearing it, there arises bhakti in others as well. <coughs> Top of page 36. <clears throat> the flower in the hand has no fragrance. I think he means the flower that's been plucked in the hand has no fragrance. What is far and away has fragrance. Children without developed brain see no difference in things. As they grow, the sense of difference arises. Till six months of age, they see no difference. Those of the primary class, meaning like uh, younger grades in school, those of the primary class are like those children. If a diamond, actually I think he means uh, those of the highest yogis, <clears throat> are like those children who see no difference. If a diamond is placed in the hands of a child, it throws it away. To the children, both the diamond and the stone are the same. Likewise to the yanins, clod of earth and money are the same. They are not attached to either. 
all is the self. All is seen as the self. This seeing of the equal self is the inner vision. <clears throat> inner vision is subtle thought. Subtle thought is Shiva Shakti. Shiva Shakti is the Shakti of the indivisible, indivisible Parabrahman. And Parabrahma Shakti is the form of the self, the reality, or Sat. The reality is the prana of man. And man is he who thinks, deliberates. This thinking is the goal. All is achieved if one does sadhana, spiritual practice. By sadhana is known every state, every condition. Bottom of page 36. Keep the seed in a box, it does not multiply. Sow it in the field, and you get a thousand seeds for one. From, from one lamp a thousand lamps are lit. Countless flowers grow on one tree. The flower is the downward state, the tree the middling. A gold coin sown in the earth does not sprout. A thing without life is soundless. It is inert. What has life is Shabda Brahman. Shabda means sound of Brahman, like Om. The universe is full of consciousness. While building a house, first the foundation is laid, and then the walls are erected. No result without a cause. And uh, page 37, top. Those who do not have physical sight know not forms. For them, light is no use. For them, whose mind is not, there is neither desire nor dream. Meaning the yogin free of mind or free of um, the free of attachment to the discriminative function of manas. For those whose mind is not, there is neither desire nor dream. Going on, middle page 37. Those who do not breathe through the nostrils have no desire, no binding activity. Regulating the breath inward, reaching it to the Brahmarandra, meaning crown chakra, where meet Ida and Pingala, the two um, nadis up the spine, realizing oneself as the self, capital S, and seeing the equal self in all. This is Swarajya. Swarajya, self-empire. Swa is self or own. Raja is like king or kingdom. Uh, self-kingdom, self-empire. Swarajya is the true station of life. The light of life is the pranavayu, meaning energy or uh, energy wind, prana power, universal power force. Swaraja is the capital. The lord of Jivan Mukti is also the lord of this Swaraja. Swaraja, own kingdom, is one's Shakti. It is to be kept in one's possession. Swaraja is not a hill, it is not gold. To keep under control the desires and anger within is Swaraja. What is said and what is done, both must be the same. And then the next, the last uh, verses on 37. If you are afraid of water, it is impossible to cross the river in a boat. Similarly, if you are afraid of fire, you cannot heat water. There shall be no fear, or make yourself without fear. For anything to be done, first you must have courage. 
and for everything mind is the cause. Though on one tree the mango fruits do not all grow at the same time and in the same way, first there is the tender fruit, as it ripens it is eatable. Be like the mango fruit, peace in everything. Finally, the head is the mango fruit. What is secret in it is the nectar, or ambrosia. The nectar is centered within the five senses. This nectar is the chief power in man. So, lots of obscure <laughs> uh, symbolism here. So let me go back to 34 and explain. Uh, bottom of 34, the first uh, passage talking about to make a plank, the, the first passage is this. To make a plank out of a big tree, it has to be sawed up and down. So also the breath must go up and down, or will go up and down. It should be induced in the buddhi and led upward. It requires great effort to take a stone up the hill, but it is not difficult to come down the same way. Similarly, it is difficult to ascend, but not so to descend. It is difficult for prana to leave the cage of the body. To take a thing is not difficult, but to return it is. Those who do not return what, are, what is taken is, are not men. They are animals. They have no fulfillment. So, as, as common, uh, Nityananda takes um, the teaching, bases teaching on everyday examples of common activity. Uh, and this is, um, this, is, this is very useful because it's like um, there is um, profound meaning everywhere you look. Uh, there is profound meaning in everything there is. And uh, one can get to the condition, I mean, I've had a very, very important for me experience of um, doing exercise. So it was a Chinese Qigong type practice technique. And at the end of it, I tangibly felt a big rush of energy uh, come to my head. The next thing I knew, um, I, had a, I was kind of in a swoon, like a little dizzy, right? Energy up in the head, lightheaded full of light, <laughs> lightheaded, meaning a head full of light. And in that state, I had a sense that all of life is so important. Uh, it, was, it was not just like, oh, it's important. It was, it was a, kind of a, a swoon. It was, it was something special. And, and uh, of endless meaning, that all of life is of endless meaning and importance and value. Um, how profoundly meaningful and important all phenomena are, just as they are. And, and I think that kind of um, truth <clears throat> uh, is um, in play here, where as a general rule, Nityananda is taking common human activities and showing their, their metaphysical and spiritual symbolic meaning, or one way of interpreting. So, uh, to um, to make um, a natural phenomenon useful and serviceable for human activity, uh, effort is required. Uh, to make <clears throat> a building material out of a tree, from a tree to a plank, 
there has to be a cutting uh, effortfulness and also an activity of um, polarity, a, pol a polarized type effortful activity called sawing up and down. Likewise, the breath uh, going up and down, right? Pana, apana, pana, apana, in breath, out breath, down and up, up and down. The, it's induced in the buddhi and led upward, and that's where we get pranayama practice. Um, very deliberate regulation of the breath by intention. Requires great effort to take a stone up the hill, not difficult to come down. So while <clears throat> the effort, the work is of polarity, uh, one portion of the activity may be more difficult than another. Uh, and the easy follows upon the difficult, or you can't do the easy until you first do the difficult. <clears throat> Likewise, taking stone up is difficult, taking it down is not. Likewise, uh, making order is difficult and dis disturbing order is not. Breaking down is easy, you know, a house or a mansion or a piece of art, uh, a masterpiece, some great piece of work, any type of work, takes a long time to build and a very short time to, to, to break and destroy. <clears throat> That's why those on the negative path have some kind of support because much of their reordering involves destruction, as we can see in the uh, current condition in the USA. So, <clears throat> difficult to ascend, but not so to descend, as he said. Difficult what? Difficult for prana to leave the cage of the body. Very difficult to deliberately or by natural uh, function uh, over time and practice, sort of non-forcing technique like Anapanasati, not trying to move the breath anywhere, <clears throat> uh, yet takes a lot of effort uh, to have the prana or the shakti meet the shiva in the crown. Shiva shakti is the kundalini rising up to, from root to crown. So to take a thing is not difficult. To roll it down is not difficult. <clears throat> to break something down or, or destroy is not difficult. To uh, create life is difficult. To create beauty is difficult. To create um, something of value, anything of value is difficult. And Nityananda used the same analogy about uh, return what's been given to you. What's been given to you is your body and your mind and your energy system. The energy system we use, seven energy bodies, uh, chakras, uh, nadis, channels, and uh, the pranic flow through the channels and the pranic flow up the chakra line, root to crown, that's been given us by us or by the creator. To give it back is difficult. <laughs> it's easy to get it, uh, easy to take and hard to give up. Right? Those who do not return what, are, what is taken are not men. They are animals. Don't be an animal which don't means don't be a pashu, which means um, do your danda. And the danda or dharma or responsibility of human life is to fulfill the work for which there is human life, the work for which there is the, the purpose of human life, the teleology, you know, now we're talking teleology, the study of ends and purpose, final purposes for which, um, in this case, creation is. <clears throat> Ross said, the original desires that entities seek and become one. Right. That original desire 
is the desire of Intelligent Infinity or One Infinite Creator or Parabrahman that gave rise to light, that gave rise to octaves and dimensions and solar systems, galaxies, solar systems, planets, bop, 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 so that beings, which is beingness, in the octave, uh, in the uh, illusory realm of uh, light and form and time and space, can go home, the prodigal son. And so the purpose of creation is that beings return home and that is returning what's been given. And if you don't do that, you stay cycling akin to animals and have no true fulfillment. And so got another term for Gautama was the happy one, although he wasn't a smiley type, I'm sure. So uh, the, only, the only true happiness is doing the work. <clears throat> uh, and doing the work really means um, uh, fulfilling the purpose for which we have these gifts of body, energy, mind, manas and buddhi, uh, energy, energy forms and fields, and awareness, consciousness. So uh, this is a big view, actually, he's, he's sharing. Then, next verse, knowledge must be attained in the buddhi, so too must breath be regulated. The mind must merge in the sound. If there's a load on the head, the mind dwells upon it, meaning the mind, I think, I think it means that the mind is uh, burdened by it. Similarly, the attention of the actor, or oneself, is on the crown, right? So in Kundalini Yoga, it's very common to meditate on crown chakra, visualizing. So too, the attention of the yanin, the yogi doing yana, seeking yana, or seeking uh, mukti through yana, is centered on buddhi. So the attention of the yanin is centered on buddhi. And that's very much like samadhi. The, the mind of samadhi, um, calm, abiding, <clears throat> concentrated, or focused, non-grasping attentiveness, like sati, anapanasati, mindfulness, by, by concentration upon a single object, like the breath, that's Buddhist, one will get to one-pointedness or some kind of concentrated awareness state, concentration, being able to concentrate. By that, there is diminished proliferation of samskara, sankara, meaning force skanda, meaning thought form generation is reduced. That's called quiet mind, peaceful mind. Then from that, <clears throat> one can, uh, one will be accessing buddhi to some degree. And that is um, in many ways beyond the differentiation, the differentiating functions of manas. So mind is below, buddhi is above, buddhi is the king, mind is the minister, to the king, buddhi, minister to the household of the king, buddhi. Then likewise, also for the body, mind is king. So you've got physical body as the minister of its king, manas, and manas as a minister to its king, buddhi. Okay. That really may, many, one way you can look at buddhi versus manas is the thinking functions associated with fifth chakra versus the thinking functions associated with third chakra. That, that a common way in the Bailey material theosophy of understanding the first three chakras, lower triad, is physical, emotional, mental. And while in the raw material, the third chakra is very much associated with relationality and self to other self, self to group while second chakra is self to self, 
for one's own personal thinking, feeling about one's sense of self. Second chakra. Third chakra, very relational. Relationship to others individually and then in group activity and society and orderings, groupings. It's also associated with intellect. And uh, it's lower intellect, very much like manas. While fifth ray, uh, blue, nicely blue, indigo. Not, not indigo, but... Uh, <laughs> cobalt uh, lovely blue periwinkle blue or sky blue or deep blue but not yet indigo fifth ray uh, is in my mind much more much more uh, akin to the uh, um, energetics of buddhi the functions of buddhi one equal mindedness and so uh, knowledge attained in the buddhi is akin to the insights that come in samadhi or the prajna, right? <laughs> I mean, Shila Samadhi Prajna in Buddhism, right? So uh, from Samadhi leads to Vipassana, 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 as they'd say in Thailand, which really means insight, insight meditation. Insight of what? Insight to birth and death, insight to um, the three marks, uh, Anicchanata Dukkha, insight to reality, insight beyond illusion, and that's beyond duality or non-duality. Beyond duality equals non-duality. Non-duality is akin to this equal-sightedness or this yana, not just intellectual thoughts, but wisdom, truth, the uh, organizing knowings. Organi uh, holistic knowing is wisdom. While uh, knowing of phenomena that are particularly uh, differentiated, um, is of manas and very much related more to third chakra than, than fifth, obviously. Next, the gas light does not shine in the midday sun. It is useful only in the dark. There is no distinction of caste, meaning um, the five, the various levels of caste, social, social ordering in India. When one is hungry, <laughs> similarly, there's no hunger during sleep, during sound sleep, deep sleep. Then there is no mind either, and uh, one must ever one must be ever in this yogic sleep. Such a one is yani. So these are uh, analogies from daily life and phenomena, ordinary phenomena, uh, for the mind of yani or the one that is a yani or a knower, um, and is ultimately he's talking about those that are fully released, not just somebody with a little wisdom. So he's talking about a completed being. So the gaslight doesn't shine in the midday sun. Now it could <laughs> be put out in the midday sun. Uh, there is small illumination. There is great illumination. The gaslight is of small and limited illumination. The midday sun is of great and vast illumination. The use of uh, any object the, the, the value of the function of an object, an object that illuminates. Its value, uh, it, it, it achieves value in a condition where it's needed. <laughs> and now, in general, if one seeks illumination, illumination, that's the word, not illuminati. If one seeks illumination in the midday sun, one has all one needs. Uh, one doesn't need a gas light then. In the dark, 
when one doesn't have what one needs, one needs the gaslight. Um, the lower is subordinate to the higher um, when its functions are comparable. This is all very subtle philosophy. This is very much fifth ray, fifth, sixth ray play. The play of blue indigo is um, uh, informing the mind and wisdom perception, the perception of, of holistic knowing by an understanding that uh, all life is a, is a dreamscape uh, of symbolic meaning. In a dream, every object, every image, every phenomenon has meaning, symbolic meaning. Dreams are the royal road to the subconscious. Well, seeing phenomena is a royal road to knowing God's mind too. <clears throat> and so there is there 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 are objects of greater and lesser lesser function. They are needed where there's a deficiency. Where there's a no deficiency, there's no need for the objects of various function. Where they are of the same function, that which is of the greater potency trumps the lower, the lesser. Um, <clears throat> when one has what one needs, one need not use items of function. If one, if the room is bright, we don't need a gaslight. When it's dark, we do. However, when we have a, a greater function in play, that which has a, that which is of the lesser function is no longer needed. When buddhi is, uh, when buddhi rules. <laughs> when the minister Manas has been put in his place, or Manas has been put into the right place as the servant of Buddhi, then Manas is not much needed. Or it's needed, and then it's put back into its subordinate, suborn position <clears throat> below Buddhi. Knowledge, as we commonly call it, a differentiated concept, uh, is subordinated to holistic knowing. And awareness of reality or systems and and um, greater greater reality that um, is akin to him saying equal mindedness and so it's only useful in the dark when there's no dark it's no longer useful when the midday sun shines everywhere you can throw away your gaslight where buddhi rules and one dwells naturally in samadhi or non-proliferation of samkara, <clears throat> uh, we don't need we don't need manas as much. Likewise, when there's a dominant feeling, other matters are uh, subordinated. So the dominant feeling or a dominant condition called hunger <clears throat> um, trumps any um, higher value put upon caste. So. Caste, distinction of caste is like the monastic uh, differentiation function. And the hunger is sort of an equalizing phenomenon, meaning uh, anyone knows hunger. <clears throat> we all have hunger. Um, and when we're in hunger, um, all sorts of other things that had been important are no longer, no longer important. So there's a hierarchy of needs. There's a hierarchy of values. Likewise, on the spiritual path, one must know that. <coughs> then there's yogic sleep, and that's akin to uh, Nichiyama saying that the yogi is always in sleep, or the yogi is like a little child up before six months without differentiating. And he really lived that. 
<laughs> I mean, he he was okay without eating. He was okay playing, uh, you know, moving, playing, doing a sort of teaching with uh, shit uh, at an earlier stage. Uh, Bombay Halwa? Anyone, he said. <clears throat> and the devotees were aghast. Um, at some level, you can certainly, I mean, anybody can say, oh, he's a Looney Tune, but that's really stupid. <laughs> uh, it just doesn't compute to the monastic mind. But the buddhic mind might know that uh, it's a teaching demonstration, and he really does have equal-mindedness of uh, equal-mindedness. He really is in a higher um, f trans-differentiated state, trans-conceptual, non-judging um, condition. So must ever be in the yoga sleep. That one's the yani. Then there's the final 30 page 35 verse if there be 10 persons their bhakti is not the same right of course everyone's different but when 10 people go on the road if one sits the rest also sit likewise and so there's <laughs> there's a difference uh, all beings are differentiated but when there's collective activity uh the differentiation is reduced <laughs> Uh, in some cases, I mean, now you can say that when 10 people go on the road, they don't have to all follow each other. So if one sits, the rest also sit. But there is uh, that case of um, the activity of uh, differentiated beings. Uh, there is um, the movement or development of what had been differentiated beyond its differentiation. So bhakti begins with one, seeing it, hearing it, there arises bhakti in others as well. Now he may, as common here in some of the verses, have been addressing devotees in the room uh, where uh, some loved him and some had doubt. And um, what he was, he may well have even been sensing that some of those in the room who didn't trust him were starting to trust him. <laughs> who didn't have any feeling of bhakti for him, were starting to have some bhakti for him. He may well, may well have been recognizing that in real time. So, it's hard to say. Top of page uh, 36. The flower in the hand has no fragrance. I think he means a plucked flower loses fragrance. What's far and away has fragrance. <laughs> um... I mean, they're, they're countless. I mean, I don't know really what he meant, <laughs> but I'm trying my best. Let me blow my nose if you don't mind. He may well be saying here that um, beauty captured is beauty lost. I, I have felt this very clearly in the past. And beauty... Um, undisturbed is beauty retained and so if you try to control it you lose it if you let it be uh, one it, it, it is retained or it is maintained or it's not broken and so uh, manas breaks the equal mindedness or the equal vision of buddhi 
And so flower in the hand versus flower far and away, children without de developed brain or children under six months versus children older, children, young children versus adult is akin to flower unplucked a far and away versus flower plucked. And so children without developed brains see difference, see no difference in things. As they grow, the sense of difference arises. So the continuum of mental functioning from non-differentiated akin to buddhi to differentiated akin to manas going from children earlier than six months to adult. Likewise, flower far and away retains its beauty and its fragrance plucked then loses both. I mean, the flowers far and away, they lose it too, but it takes longer. So those are the primary class. I think he means the first, the first level of yogis actually not primary class in school, are the, those children. And so um, he did have a positive relationship with children. He was known to, at a certain point, go um, <laughs> to the local candy shop, and all these kids would be following him. And he would just, like, empty everything out for them. <laughs> and, the, and the shop owner is like, what the, what are you doing? And then he would, like, magically appear money and give it to the guy, or the shop owner would end up, getting some boon of finance um, and all was well. And um, that's very beautiful, <laughs> I think. So meanwhile, that young child doesn't differentiate. If the diamond's placed in the hands of the child, it throws it away to children. Both diamond and stone are the same. That's an analogy for the yogin or the yanin with equal sightedness. And he said... Um, Likewise, to Yanin's clod of earth and money are the same. And he really did demonstrate that. And that is um, not, um, you can call that vairagya or renunciation, detachment, renunciation, disinterest, this, this passion. But um, any kind of um, intentional renunciation has long been gone for the Yanin. The Yanin uh, doesn't need to do renunciation anymore they've renounced they're finished with attachment and again we're talking about a completed being not someone like ourselves on the way uh, and he said they're not attached either the yanins like the children don't care if it's a diamond or a clod all is the self all is seen as the self but that doesn't mean me myself it means um it, it could be me <laughs> but it ain't scott or your personality or your body or your mind <laughs> The self with a capital S is um, totality as um, as I, I as totality, but it's it's thoroughly uh, vacated of uh, personalism, thoroughly vacated or emptied of any clinging narcissism, pride, vanity, conceit, no conceit. That's the point. It's not like. When, when this awareness, uh, all is the one self, <clears throat> doesn't mean I'm a big shot. <laughs> That's stupid. Not like that at all. It's, um, it's a profound intimacy. <laughs> or it's akin to, or, or it suggests to me profound intimacy. Everywhere I walk, I'm in my bedroom. Everywhere I, you know, it's like <clears throat> I, I have great respect for little children who walk around in their pajamas. You know, like kids under five sometimes, 
<clears throat> they're just so comfortable in their pajamas, and their parents say, all right, all right. And then they go out with their shoes uh, in their pajamas, and hopefully a jacket. And um, it's the sense of everywhere is home. They, they, they have that sort of, um, why shouldn't I walk, uh, walk freely in the world in my pajamas? Everywhere is my home, my bedroom. And, and everywhere is my bedroom means everywhere I can be most relaxed. Nothing more. And there's something very sweet about that, I think. <clears throat> this seeing of the equal self is the inner vision. And so here he's now putting together a lot of... He's showing the equivalence of multiple terms. So not attached to diamond or clod, diamond or stone not differentiating it's not it's, it's beyond trying it's not trying to see them equally or trying to not lust for the diamond it's try it, the trying is finished there's no more trying for the accomplished one but for us <laughs> there's a little trying or more or less so all is the self that's known and so the clod and the diamond are seen as the same meanwhile Nityananda knew when to give workers money versus when to chase um, a troublemaker away but he could also see them all uh, see all as one all is seen as the self the seeing of the equal self is the inner vision that's akin to buddhi so with wisdom this kind of wisdom we're not just talking about how things work or the uh, the sequence of, of system of inter interoperable systems this is a kind of wisdom too but that's not this wisdom. This is the wisdom beyond um, illusory differentiation, acknowledging distinction and seeing the equal self. The equal self. This is non-duality, right? Advaita. So uh, seeing of the equal self is the inner vision akin to, to buddhi. Inner vision then is subtle thought. I, I don't like that phrase myself because thought is thought form. I can't get along with uh, calling buddhi subtle thought I, I think you know he just did that you know what was the word for thought right it may not be in the original thought form and so when i see the word thought i mean i think of thought form meaning uh, discrete uh, you know mental conceptualizations uh, in a linear sequential way this thought that thought bop, 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 bop. Uh, that's not subtle thought uh, but it's not really thought at all. It's more akin to holistic awareness than, as far as I can tell. <laughs> subtle thought is Shiva Shakti. Well, that ain't thinking at all. <laughs> Shiva Shakti is uh, Shakti, Prana, Kundalini in harmony, in union with uh, Brahma Randara, Crown Chakra, Root to Crown. Shiva Shakti, is, meaning Root Crown, is the Shakti of indivisible Parabrahman, and so um, when the seven becomes one again, the seven chakras um, can be understood as unified in the original thought or the original vibration or om or pranava or omkara um, by a full shiva, uh, shakti shiva, shakti coming up, shiva at the top, shakti shiva, shiva shakti union. Um, the in practice, 
the being um, knows the seven as one, <clears throat> and they you can know the seven as seven and seven as one. So things are not as they appear, meaning the seven things are not simply seven things, not as the, the nature of the seven things or seven rays or differentiation, the 10,000 things, um, their true nature is not their appearance as 10,000 things. Their true nature is one and then the ineffable. <laughs> Beyond the one is the ineffable. Ineffable means not, not you can't F it. It means, yeah, you can't F it, but F doesn't mean F-U-C-K. It means E-F-F. <clears throat> the, the, the one is ineffable. The many, the true nature of the many, beyond its appearance as many, is the one. But the nature of the one is the ineffable or the boundless or infinite or that, <laughs> that about which none shall be, none, nothing can be said. And uh, things are not as they appear, and nor are they otherwise, the Buddhist is saying. And so there is differentiation. Yeah, there is a apparent form and apparent 10,000 things. Shiva Shakti is the Shakti of indivisible Prabrahman, so differentiation is an appearance of indivisibility. And Parabrahma Shakti, meaning Shakti or the pranic flow from that, that has uh, achieved Parabrahman or gone to Shiva, is the form of the self, the reality. <clears throat> it, I don't know what these original Sanskrit or other language words were. That would be interesting, actually important. But <laughs> I don't think that's going to be possible in this lifetime. To find the original words, you have to go back to the to um, Manipal Power Press in, uh, in the south of India and see what they have. Uh, Parabrahman Shakti is the form of the self or the reality. I think reality is very much like Sat. And you know, truth and reality are ultimately the same because the ultimate truth of what is is called reality and that reality is the ultimate truth of what is um, and appearance is a portion of it but not the whole of it and so the form of the self um, and it, here you get the the notion that shakti like prana is of differentiation yes and so parabrahma shakti while it's basically could be understood as a knowing um, of the uh, when Shakti becomes one when Sha when there's Shiva Shakti or Shakti and Shiva are one there's Parabrahma or awareness of Godhead and ultimate reality Sat uh, know it from that awareness one may know that all shakti is parabrahma shakti <laughs> meaning uh it's the one in a dif in apparent differentiation it's not differentiation it's apparent differentiation whose nature is infinity actually you know beyond the sense of light as an illusion is um the illusion of light as a face of infinity or ineffability and that's what he means by a form of the self, the reality. And so, uh, nor is it otherwise. <laughs>
So nor is it otherwise means the 10,000 things are also sad in their true nature, which includes their appearance, but is not exclusive to its appearance. All right. The reality is the prana of man, prana, pranamana, <laughs> pranaman, um, sat is um, the prana of man. So anyway, I'm not sure what he means here. Man is who thinks and deliberates. This thinking is the goal to think. Well, it's subtle thought, I think he thinks he's saying going beyond manas for sure and then the importance the critical perp the critical value of practice you know you really cannot get beyond attachment to the mind which really means believing the mind's products are real believing in manas cannot be surmounted cannot be dropped one cannot break attachment to manas uh, without sadhana actually you know that's what separates the men from the boys which is really separates though though the spiritual seekers who are willing to uh, go through the painful zones um, of releasing false self from the spiritual seekers who just want pleasure and comfort and um, you know spiritual materialism the ardent who wish to finish and return versus those that um, still want to hold pleasure and and consider pleasure greater than breakthrough but sadhana is required if you really want to um, get beyond um, the dukkha <laughs> dukkha generated uh, dukkha generating attachment to craving clinging and uh, samskara bottom page 36 how's our time e keep the seed in a box it doesn't multiply sow it in a field and you get a thousand seeds for one from one lamp a thousand lamps are lit countless flowers grow on one tree the flower is the downward state i think he means that the flower is lesser while the tree is the middling means the tree uh, as the uh, site, as the object upon which grow multiple flowers is of greater value. So <clears throat> there is lesser value, there is greater value to mm, practice, to ways of living, to decision. There is uh, the option that's better than other. There are ways of, there are greater and lesser development. There is greater and lesser in this world of differentiation. Uh, to get beyond differentiation, one must be wise, <laughs> wisely uh, discerning in the world of differentiation to get beyond attachment to differentiation. So seeds are valuable, but if they're not put in the correct environment, in a certain environment that, that fulfills its function, it won't multiply. And so um, there is that which is valuable but there is that which allows its value to be to manifest and so uh, that which is valuable it's good <laughs> but that doesn't mean that its value it, its function to manifest its value uh, is possible so that which is valuable the the fun the valuable functions of various objects 
are only as valuable as the capacity to manifest uh, and freely express those valuable functions. Uh, so the seed in the box doesn't, uh, can't manifest its function, it's not much value, but if it preserved, then later it will be, or it is for future use. But then if you found a fertile sea field, then um, you'll get a thousand seeds for one. And so um, there is that which um, the, the manifestation or expression of valuable function depends upon. This is all fifth, sixth chakra stuff. Meaning, uh, seeing uh, divine poetry in object in in commonplace objects and processes. This is divine, you know, creation as a logoic divine landscape. From one lamp, a thousand lamps are lit. So one lamp is wonderful, uh, and because of its function and the nature of the others of the sum of the same other objects of the same nature, meaning other lamps, it can multiply, um, but only when they're brought near. <laughs> one can say, from one lamp, a thousand lamps are lit, but only if the flame is carefully transferred, is successfully transferred. It will not be successfully transferred unless one is careful. If one knocks over the lamp, the oil spills, and one's house is burned down, uh, be careful with that which is valuable. Be careful when transferring or offering that which is valuable to others who may value it. Don't transfer your flame to a bottle because <laughs> it has no wick nor oil. So don't throw seeds upon rocky ground. Yeah, because they'll be spoiled and wasted. So that a valuable function is wasted if it is uh, attempted to be to have its valuable function expressed where it's impossible to express it. Mm, what would we do for the sleeper, the people who are sleeping? Help them sleep more comfortably, said Ra. They want to sleep. Let them sleep. They cannot wake up, or they don't want to wake up. If you wake them up, they will have a nightmare. Or if you wake them up, they might punch you in the nose. <clears throat> or you may hurt them and hurt yourself. The flower is downward, the tree is middling, and above the tree, of course, is the earth in which multiple trees grow, and the sun which cares for the earth upon which multiple trees grow, upon which multiple flowers sprout. So there's a hierarchy of value. The greater supports the greater. <laughs> the greater the, 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 the hierarchy of value <clears throat> is... Um, that which can unlock valuable function in a greater number. And so a flower is beautiful um, in its natural state, um, its beauty, uh, valuable function of beauty and aroma are preserved, plucked to be retained, it's lost. But the flower is less valuable than the tree upon which hundreds of flowers or countless flowers grow. But the tree is one of many trees, and then <clears throat> uh, that tree doesn't grow unless the soil is suitable. But fertile soil grows countless trees with countless flowers. The soil, the earth, is even more valuable than the tree. Likewise, the sun allows the earth to allows the soil.
to be such that the trees will grow and the flowers will sprout. <clears throat> Likewise, a gold coin is useful, but it won't sprout a flower. <laughs> um, if I ask for a piece of bread, would you give me a stone? Said Albert Malawi. Albert Malawi. <clears throat> what was his song? Albert Malawi, M-A-L-A-W-I, Rastafarian, or reggae singer. Um, great song. Do you give, if I asked for a piece of bread, would you give me a stone? He must have been from the same school here. <clears throat> uh, a thing without life is soundless. It's inert. What's life is Shabda Brahman. Shabda is sound. Brahman sound. Uh, like Om, or Omkar, or Pranava. So, uh, the value of an item is very much associated with its function or its nature. Its nature expressed the value, the, the nature, its nature expresses in its function. Uh, its value as an object in many ways depends on the utility of its function. Uh, the value of Shabda Brahman <laughs> is that it gave rise to all creation of light. That's kind of important. <clears throat> the universe is full of consciousness uh, creation, the, the, the light, intelligent energy, uh, action of free will upon love gave rise to light. Uh, that light, which is the substance of all phenomena, if we want to use that term substance, um, is of infinite consciousness or awareness. It's trans-subjective, so we can call it infinite awareness. It has its own awareness. We're all talking about how they built a pyramid that communicated with the infinite rockness in the rock and said, move. And the rock said, yes, sir, and formed a pyramid with blocks to appear to be human or man-made. <clears throat> and Dumbo, human scientists, credibly, with, uh, with, their, with their very uh, serious faces, say it was built by slaves pulling rocks up sleds. Yep, that's the planet we live on. A bunch of Dumbos who think that they are, uh, <laughs> who think that they're kings but they're actually um, slaves. How about that? When building a house, first a foundation is laid, then the walls are erected. And so uh, there is proper sequence. Um, and proper is proper because it is, uh, it, it is of utility. It, it achieves the, the goal. If you build the walls without a foundation, <laughs> they fall down. <clears throat> and so no result without a cause all that is is causally produced but causal production has a proper order proper basis and improper basis will not yield such the desired any desired result so that seems simple but actually it's not it's not that it's not simplistic it's simple but not simplistic in the sense that if you know what you want you better consider whether your activity is is reasonably causal to what you want if it doesn't you know it's like if i want to be healthy uh i probably shouldn't be uh eating dirt i probably should be eating food <laughs> that's not kind of simplistic if i want to be happy i better damn well know what the constituent bases of happiness are and that's like what we're reading in vayana vayana pas this is a long one but the last sutta <laughs> in last class, talking about the constituent bases of dukkha, 
getting rid of that gets rid of dukkha. And uh, establishing constituent bases, causal roots of happiness, well-being, peace of mind, equanimity, you know, kusala dhamma in the mind, uh, is important if you want to be well. <laughs> if you don't know what wellness is, you probably won't know how to establish the causes. Anyway, uh, top of page 37, and um, let me just see something. This will be the last page, and then I'll end for today. Uh, so those who don't have physical sight don't know forms. So if you don't have a certain fun, if you don't have a certain capacity or function, you can't um, experience, uh, you know, that which demands those functions for experiencing. So for them, light is not of use. Light is of no use. <clears throat> Meanwhile, for those whose mind is not, there's neither desire nor dream. So that's the dreamless, deep sleep, dreamless, dreamless deep sleep of the yogin. <clears throat> dreamless sleep here is akin to uh, being uh, freedom from, mono from monosic differentiation, freedom from dependence and attachment to monosic function. And uh, knowing acknowledging differentiation and knowing its true nature as one and that one doesn't mean that it's the same uh, form <laughs> the forms are different yes indeed the forms really are different but the forms are not all there is of it it is more than its form it is more than its appearance uh, all reality or reality is greater than appearance yes appearance is differentiated yes indeed there are Guys who are six foot five and guys who are five foot two. That's not the same. Higher and lesser form, greater or lesser height. And then what they are is much more than their body height. And so, uh, but for those that are <laughs> not attached to differentiation or not attached, not, not stuck in the monastic function, <clears throat> um, that's akin to no desire and no dream. And that's, you know, beyond my level, so I can't really say what that is. Then, um, if you don't breathe through the nostrils, you'll have no desire, no binding activity. I think he's talking about certain yogic pranayama states or states in meditation where there's nearly no breathing at all. I mean, I'm sure there are yogis who can actually live without breathing. They, their body is breathing. Their body is absorbing prana without their lung respiration respiratory function of the lung that's way beyond most everyone that's beyond a lot of arhats too by the way they don't all do magic like buried in a in a hole for a week with no air coming out just fine some yogis can do that that doesn't mean they're fully enlightened but a fully enlightened a buddha could do that so regulating breath inward and this is back to pranayama pranayama kundalini yoga Reaching it up to crown, where it meets Ida and Pingala, the two channels that join in behind six chakra. Realizing oneself as the self. And so this is the phrase uh, Swaraja. Swa is self. Uh, Swababa, very common term in, I think, I don't know, Vedanta, Buddhism, maybe not so much. Uh, Swababa. Swa, self or own. Baba means being or becoming. Again, there are different translations for each of these words. 
but own being self it's basically spiritual sovereignty um true spiritual maturity autonomy uh, wherever i go is the true place <laughs> wherever i go uh here it is uh, not i am you can say i am that i am but but i nichananda said this one here there, there is a sort of radical detachment from any kind of ownership possession in phrasing the, the phrase phraseology of of ownership and identity well said right they drop six density they drop identity and memory so the enlightened one the fully finished being <clears throat> the real yana yani in swaraja um, won't say i am wherever you go i am here hi i i i that just sounds stupid actually because um it's a contractive phrase i but if you say i is all uh, then you don't refer to uh, <laughs> this one here <laughs> as me. It just doesn't happen, as far as I can tell. Um, and you certainly don't use the silly word called ego, which um, <laughs> is putting a head on top of your head or an illusory um, apparent, uh, an illusory construct. This concept has no is not workable. Con this concept to be unworkable, understanding can't come from it said Ra about the term ego. So anyway, this this is a beautiful term, Swaraja, very much like Swabhava. And there are all sorts of um, equations made. <clears throat> Swaraja is the capital. Um, the Lord of Jivan Mukti is the Lord of this Swaraja. So Jivan Mukti is the liberated soul, Jiva soul, Mukti liberation. So liberated souls, liberated being is in is the only one fully in Swaraja. One's own Shakti, kept in one's possession. I mean, again, um, identity is gone by this time. And um, at last he says, um, what is said and what is done, both must be the same. <laughs> uh, because there are lots of fakers and there are lots of people who say um, what they haven't experienced and, and presume uh, that they have or they uh, don't do what they say they'll do, or they do and they're doing and they're saying is not harmonized. That's a lack of authenticity. And so uh, a common, more common or lower level manifestation of Swaraja is authenticity, you know? <laughs> don't, be a, don't be full of shit like that. Finally, last two, last um, verse on uh, 37 is uh again <laughs> if uh, um achievement uh has prerequisites and um accomplishment ha has dependencies if you want to cross the river in a boat uh it'll be hard if you're afraid of water if you want to heat water it's going to be a problem if you're afraid of fire so um, consider the dependencies um, involved when seeking accomplishment because if um, one of those dependencies is not fulfilled or not available one of the bases of accomplishment is not in play there'll be no accomplishment then he's like don't be there shall be no fear don't have fear uh for anything to be done first you must have courage 
So he must have found somebody in the room who was afraid of something. For every mind, for everything, mind is the cause. This is all just simple stuff, right? For every mind, there's everything, mind is the cause. Right? Gautama said, mind is the, the root of all. I mean, uh, and everyone is, the, everyone is the inheritor of their karma. Mind is the, karma is um, intention. Karma, so said the Sri Lankan, karma is intention. And um, I think it's Chetana, something. I forgot the Pali or Sanskrit for intention. But um, as a man thinketh, so shall he become. Or um, uh, as we, uh, the quality of accomplishment or result depends on the quality of intention and motivation. Um, you can know a person, uh, you can know their mind by the life they're living. You can know their mind by their face, of course. You can know their mind by their um, physical health or lack thereof. Uh, that doesn't mean uh, one can know everything. Or only, only one who's free, totally free, or in, in the full completion of Swaraja, only the true Swaraji, um, Raja, Swaraja, with an H, would be able to know everything. Uh, that's called omniscience. But one can know much of the inner from the outer. The cause, the inner born, the inner is the causal basis of the outer. So, um, likewise, he's talking again about um, unity and differentiation, uh, collective and solitary. While we have one tree, the mangoes don't all grow at the same time and in the same way. All phenomena are unique. Each item object is unique. Meanwhile, there's collectivity. Meanwhile, there's differentiation and unique development within the collectivity or associated with it. Then there's sequence. Tender fruit first, then ripens, becomes eatable. Be like the mango fruit. Peace in everything. Shanti, shanti. And um, finally, there's a, a little nice kind of suggestion that uh, there's a difference between the fruit and the ambrosia. There's uh, the angels love fruit, by the way, and so fruitarians that are not angry and neurotic are uh, appreciated by some of the angelics. Uh, what is secret in the mango fruit is the nectar or ambrosia. Amrita, amrita, the uh, mango amrita is much more valuable than the fruit for those that can make good use of the perfume, of the subtle essence. The nectar is centered in the five centered five senses. I'm not sure what that means, but uh, you know, <laughs> he he might have been given a mango, right? Somebody might have been giving him a mango at this moment when he gave that verse, saying the nectar is the chief power in man. Don't get stuck in the body and the flesh of the fruit. The flesh of the fruit is the body of the man. The essence is the nectar. The nectar is uh, you know, mani padme, the jewel in the lotus. The light in the in the body the infinity in the finite right intelligent infinity uh, the one infinite creator in all form all right so nectar is the chief power in man <clears throat> the fruit is nice um but actually the nectar is best and so he's saying there is greater and lesser value in um 
in that which may be appreciated. So, in any case, that's that for today. Uh, I hope that's useful for you. It's very interesting. It's beautiful material. Uh, next time, we will start on uh, 38. So, from 38 on, and uh, there is... <laughs> at the bottom of 38, a verse that is three and a half pages, <clears throat> or so, from bottom of 38 till the end of 41. So 41, 40, 39, and half of 38 is one verse. It's actually a composite, obviously. <clears throat> obviously, obviously. And um, it'll be a real challenge for me to explain it all. And understand it all but we'll do that next time and see what happens we probably have to break that up into two classes but we'll continue top of page 38 next time I hope this has been helpful thank you for being here I appreciate it because you're here I'm here take good care of yourselves see you next time and good night